everybody. Welcome back. Thank you for joining us again. We are so excited to have you here. <laughs> so if you are enjoying the podcast, please share it with your friends. Thank you to those of you. Um, I love getting on Instagram and seeing your screenshots of the podcast and your notes about what you're doing while you're listening. And so continue to share, tell your friends, like, subscribe, all that good stuff. Yeah. Thank thank you you so much, much, everybody. So we're going to start off with our practice notes from the week. So things that we've been learning from our yoga and or body acceptance practice. And Liz, what's yours? Okay. So if you listened to the podcast that went up on Friday, I talked about how I'm going to try to sleep more. So I'm just going to update you on how that's going since we're only five days in. (laughs) There's only been so much room for messing up. I'm doing really well. I have been in bed at a decent time. Have I been asleep? Not necessarily, but I've been in bed at a decent time. I'm drinking less coffee, which does seem to help. And guess what? I feel better. It's we had our own little experiment. That's I great. know. We're experimenting with sleep. So, um, yes, yeah, so my practice notes for the week are listen to your body. It works. <laughs> <laughs> Podcast over. Yeah, done. We can just shut it all down now. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Mine is actually kind of similar, though, not directly related to sleep. So, I just have felt really busy having a lot of things doing, kind of getting ready with work stuff and then stuff around the house and everything. And um, the other day, there were a couple of days last week where I was just like so exhausted by the time I was done working. And I sat down on this chair that I have in my office and this thought just entered my mind, not even consciously, it just sort of popped in. And it was like, oh, I'm less tired when I have more breaks and I can do more. <laughs> We're so smart. (laughs) Like the most obvious observation. Um, But it was so true because that day I was just like, I can't push it quite as hard today. Um, And when I say I took a break, I mean, I stood up from my computer for five minutes. It wasn't like I took an hour massage or something like that. Um, So just a reminder to myself that, like you said, listening to those little messages that come up. Um, yeah, makes a difference. Yeah. <laughs> and I hope that you, um, listening are gathering that we're always continuously learning this, these, uh, messages, no matter how many times we've known them or said them to other people. <laughs> and it's as basic as I need to get a decent amount of sleep at night. <laughs> <laughs> or I need to take a five minute break from my work. <laughs> oh my word. Hilarious. <laughs> Okay, so we're going to move into our next segment, which is Corner of the Curve. And today we have an interview with one of our Curvy Yoga teachers who um, she got certified this year, actually. Uh, Karen Hawaki Fever, she's based in New Zealand. And we had a great conversation with her about her own practice, her teaching, how she's bringing Curvy Yoga in, and really what it means to embody the practice. So kind of a continuation of what we've been talking about right here. So with no further ado, here's Karen. Hi, everybody. Liz and I are here with Karen Huwaki Fever, who we are so excited to talk to. Karen is based in New Zealand, and she completed her Curvy Yoga certification training in 2018. So we are somewhat newly connected, but it was such a joy to have her 
in the training, and I'm excited for her to share some of her story with you. Um, she has really loved so far bringing curvy yoga to her community, and we can talk more about this as we go. Um, she said because it has really resonated with both her and her students in a lot of different ways. So, Karen, we wanted to start talking about your real life yoga and body acceptance practices. And I'm curious for you, what did the idea of yoga practice mean to you when you first started practicing yoga? And then what does it mean to you now if that has shifted in some way? Oh, sure. Kia ora, everyone. Uh, so I started practicing probably 10 years ago, maybe more, in a very limited way. I didn't actually go to studios because I was too embarrassed um, <laughs> and felt quite self-conscious. Although, funnily enough, that's you know this crazy thing us women do. We look back and we're actually really slim and we're fine. Right. <laughs> and then we get to the stage where we have this body acceptance. Where you know, I used to say, I don't really, I, I don't care what people think. Um, but I did, of course. But now that I'm, I'm over fifty, I really don't care what other people think. Anyway, nice. Um, there is a, is a body balance instructor, and, and that's in New Zealand. They may have it in, in around it's to Liz Mills program and they do yoga tai chi and pilates as the cut what is what the class is made up of so him and i used to he used to teach me a lot you know about things and 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 gradually i mean i still i it took me a long time to come not to the asana practice itself but just the whole uh becoming still and becoming aware um yeah and it, it, you know it's sort of having quite a like most women quite a frenetic sort of a lifestyle working and kids and family and these 20 million things just slam into a day, you know. Uh, so that my practice from there, and then I, I discovered Anna online, which was mm. a number of years ago now, I think, maybe three or four, three years, four years ago. And that just, you won't believe it, it just un, actually unblocked something in me mm. and got this inspiration to think, why am I waiting? Why am I waiting to, Yeah. why am I afraid to go? And, and, and I did start going to studios and things then, although I still would often be the largest person in the class um, and have the, and sit at the back of the studio, of course, always, and mm-hmm. so no one could see me. <laughs> <laughs> if there was a pepper, I'd be out of there like a bat out of hell, you know. Um, <laughs> and, you know, and, and but then did get the body confidence to start using blocks and, and things within a class with other people I didn't know because I always thought that people would be looking at me and judging me if I used something that used a modification if I couldn't I really thought that I had to to get into all these crazy sort of asana poses and then I said my mindset I guess shifted again from that to realizing it's just not about the asana you know yoga is this this holistic practice that has so much more in it yeah um so that and I, I sort of also had the, been inspired by Anna again was feeling that I really wanted to teach, I really wanted to bring this to other people. I thought, how am I going to do this? Okay, become a teacher. All right, you do not have to lose 30 kilograms to to be a teacher. You don't have to change the way you look or you are. You you are what you are and just love this body you're in, you know, be grateful for this body you're in. So off I went, boom, I did it. And, of course, (laughs) in the teaching training, I was the the, the biggest person there too. But I didn't actually, I really honestly did not phase me in the slightest. Mm. Yes, it was a really, uh, it was a huge challenge. Um, I think that, yeah, but it was, you know, the, the end goal for me was to be able to bring, to be to be the embodiment of this practice as well, you know, not say I'm going to teach a curvy yoga class while being some skinny mini, you know, 
someone doing headstands and the splits and all this carry on. You know, I don't, I, yeah, I, that whole thing of, of the um, the social media yoga star has, has really sort of tainted it a little for me over the last mm-hmm. few years. And, but then I now see the, the you know, there, there's yourself and, and Jessamine and Diana and lots of really well-known people now who are, are practicing in larger bodies and who are just loved and adored. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and I think what you said about I want to be the embodiment of the practice, I feel like we should make T-shirts that say that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. We'll start that conversation later. (laughs) (laughs) So what has surprised you most about working through this process of body acceptance? What has surprised me the most is that I actually came to a a real 100% acceptance. I think Mm. I'd hurted myself for for a lot of years about, um, oh, I'm fine, you know, but I, I actually through especially the doing the certification really solidified it for me this year for sure hmm. um, I, I think that it was the the I'd been pretending I had been pretending that I was totally fine with my body um, and then having this, this you know total acceptance just changed things for me quite dramatically in, in the way I approach life in fact hmm. and I mean it sounds huge but it, it is pretty huge you know yeah that is huge was, for sure was, hmm. yeah it was very um I don't know, self-conscious and all this sort of crazy stuff. And and then I, I'm not now, and it's fantastic. It's really yeah. good. I'm nice. rocking my curves all over the show. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. That's so good. Well, I love what you said about how it's showing up in so many places in your life, because that's certainly been true for me, and I think that's true for many people. It kind of maybe starts in one arena and then can, you know, go into so many others. So. What does your real life yoga and or body acceptance practice look like these days? Oh, you know what? I'm a lot more gentle with myself. Mm. Absolutely, because, but you know, before when I was younger and as you know, in my sort of twenties and thirties, I was still very, very athletic and, and did all these crazy triathlons and played netball and basketball. I was always racing around like a mad woman, and then an injury just. You know, an injury just really took me out of the picture and um, I didn't do anything for a little while. So when I started yoga, I was still pushing myself too hard. Yeah. I was yeah. pushing yeah. myself into these things that, you know, and now I'm 53. Uh, oh, I'm 53 next Monday, actually. Um, hey. Yeah. Wait, October the 8th? Beg your pardon? October, October the 8th. Yes, yes. That's my birthday, too. Oh, come on then. I love it. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> you a list of amazing people born on October the 8th. There we go. That's right. <laughs> and, and so, you know, I've, I'm listening to my body a whole lot more. That's the other, that's the really crucial thing. I, w- I would push through and I'd push past pain um, to get into some a summer that wasn't right for me, you know, without the help of... Um, you know, chairs or bolsters or whatever else. I mean, I, I can't sit. I have to use a bolster or a pillow now to sit on my bottom because I can't sit flat, you know, cross-legged. Mm-hmm. And, and that's okay. That's actually okay. That's fine. Right. And I have to and move my leg out and all that sort of stuff. And I'm fine with that. You know, that, I think that's the key change is that I'm actually listening to my body now. That's good. And not forcing myself. Mm. And, you know, I don't, I mean, that was probably that really competitive streak in me from 
a long time ago and I just sort of brought that immediately into my next lot of exercise thing, which was yoga, which was, to be honest, all those years ago, it wasn't going to be a, a permanent thing. I was just going to do yoga here and there, just dabble in yoga until I got my back on my feet literally and, and was able to, to commit to all these, these hardcore sort of exercise things I've been doing before. But then I thought, no, bugger that, I don't do that anymore. <laughs> yeah, I think that happens for a lot of people. I yeah. was not, I was not doing it to get back into a triathlon because I'd never done that before and never will. But <laughs> yeah, I, I, I was kind of like, oh, I'll just, just do this and we'll see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and it is, you know, I guess that's because you. I had very little understanding of it, really. As apart from that, it was to me it was just another form of exercise. It was another workout, right? Mm. Yeah, yeah. Honest, um, but now of course it's not. It's a way of yeah. life now. Mm-hmm. I try to. I do try to be yoga. But it doesn't always work. I must say. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> I still get a bit judgy and a bit you know snarly and snappy, but you know, hey, I'm only human. Yeah, that's right. That's just <laughs> life. <laughs> That's so funny. So how would you describe what yoga off the mat looks like for you? Oh, off the mat for me is uh, being kinder to mm. myself. Yeah. First and foremost. And, and I, I guess now that I'm talking to you about it as well, I've also, I'm putting myself first. And it's been a long time mm. since I've put myself at the top of the list. You know, there's been hordes of other people, but, you know, my kids and this and that and husband and whatever else. Uh, and now if I, if I look after myself really well, then I can bring that to other people and I can give more. Yeah, that's um, really good. Yeah, yeah, so being kind to myself and good to myself. And then that I mean, I'm very, very people-oriented. I love people. But, you know, in, in, in order to, to generate the positivity, I've got to be good to myself first. Yeah, that's, that's so important. That's a crucial thing that I've, I've learned, I think, from readings and, and from all that. So just come into your own understanding of self. Mm. Yeah, so you know, sorry, go yourself apart and you, you know, and, and turning the the, the um, spotlight on the, the worst parts of your personality, you know, working on them instead. Right. Yeah, it sounds like you've built such a foundation of kindness and gentleness in your practice over time. And I'm wondering how do you feel these days about things like I don't know, things you might have run into as challenges in your practice earlier. So things like maybe some days you feel like doing yoga more than others or you have more or less time. Um, if those are things that ever bothered you, how has how you feel about them changed? And if they never bothered you, I'm curious about your thoughts around that. Uh, do you mean about keeping a regular practice? Yeah, mm-hmm. Yeah, so no, I'm very erratic. I, I will admit to you. I guess that the, in terms of the asana practice, I, I can be pretty erratic, but I do teach four times a week. Um, <laughs> that, that actually, because the, the way I teach is, is uh, actually, you know, just demonstrating the, the things. So I'm actually teaching, you know, doing the class with the class. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, I probably don't do nearly enough. Uh, but the, the thing I guess I'm. I'm because and, and the older I get too, the more I'm focused on the off the mat type of stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that whole thing of the the um, being gentle with yourself, being kind, you know, being mindful, yeah. mindful, thoughtful. Uh, so that probably takes up a whole lot more of my time. I've just finished reading a mindfulness book, in fact, that that talks about you know you're not necessarily needing a 
a, a space, you know, you could have a space to sit, you could have a meditation room or what have you, but actually, you know, you're, you're the temple. So you, you go, you find some place, it can be anywhere, you can take a mindful walk, you know. Mm-hmm. It's been a really good thing for me too, because I, I can do that at work as well, you know, when I'm amongst, amongst the mayhem of the, the college there, I can, in my office, can just take some time out to, to just, just, you know, just be still. And that, that, actually, if I'm, being still has been one of my biggest problems, and now I'm, I'm, I've sort of, I haven't captured it completely, but I'm working really I've come in leaps and bounds in terms of that, of switching off my mind a little and not mm-hmm. having to continuously and, you know, trying to do things. But, yeah, the, the asana practice is, um, uh, for me at this point in time, it's sort of turned on its head because it was, I would have said before, it was probably 70% asana and, and 30, well, probably 80% and 20% of, of more mindfulness and thoughtfulness. So it's really gone the other way now. Maybe not 80, 20, but the asana practice is, is still important to me, but not as important as often. Yeah. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yes, it totally makes sense. Yeah. Well, I think that that, number one, I think that happens for a lot of people. I think that's true for me too over time. Um, and also it's giving yourself the grace to notice, oh, it's not that I'm doing yoga less. It's that my idea of yoga has really expanded. So like you were saying that it is now up so much a part of everything you're doing in your life. The asana is kind of something that you, it sounds like tap into when you know you need it. And you know that because you are listening to your body more and more, like you shared earlier. For sure. Yeah, I think in, in the breathing thing, is, is, uh, as well as that, is if I take anything from the asana practice, is that, that deep breathing and being conscious of your breathing. So I'm yeah. much, much more aware of that. So I sort of label that in with, with the other stuff rather than the actual practice type things. Well, I suppose it's, it's a bit of like, that helps me. That really, really helps me just to, like I said, you know, come into a little bit of, you know, not being so crazy busy and that type of stuff. Yeah, it can make such a difference just having mm. even a few deep breaths in, you know, a minute or two, um, sure. I think can really shift things. Yeah. So what advice uh, would you have for people who either don't know how to get started or feel stuck with yoga practice or body acceptance? So people who are maybe wanting to start yoga or wanting to explore the idea of body acceptance but don't know where to start or people who have started uh, and they just feel stuck. Right, I would, I would tell them to watch your videos, actually. <laughs> <laughs> now, this, is, this is, you know, I would because um, they – that's what gave me massive, a massive, massive amount of inspiration as well. Mm. If, if you're talking about in, a, in more of a personal sense, if they came to me. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, I would. I did a Curvy Yoga workshop series just a, a few weeks ago, and it was fantastic. You know, it's such a range of people, and, and three of the people had never done yoga, which was great. You know, wow. And we did a lot of talking. Yeah. Mm. Talking, you know. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like most of us. Um, but, you know, the, actually talking to people about body acceptance, it can be so challenging and so confronting mm. uh, for lots of us, you know. Right. The, the more we talk about it, I think the easier it gets. You know, yeah. it's not, it doesn't become a taboo type of a thing, you know, like being a larger person has been for such a long time. You know, we all hid under these great big baggy T-shirts and all this sort of nonsense <laughs> a while ago. But, you know, not now. Um, yeah, the, and the actual practice is, 
Yeah, so I've, I've probably, I guess from the recent experience with the, the woman that I taught, the, the asana practice was difficult for them, quite difficult. So we had lots and lots and lots of modifications, but that was absolutely fine because there was a sense of achievement for all of them, no matter what, uh, you know, what's an example, like sun salutations, for example. So two of them used to cheer. They sat in the chair the whole entire time. It was just much easier for them to do that. But then it was cool for them because they were still doing it. You know, they were still part of the – there yeah. was only five women, so that was beautiful. You know, it was a re- yeah, I don't, I don't think that initially setting off it, it it's um, – I'd rather go for smaller numbers of people. Yeah. But a little bit too much. You know, especially for me, too, because, I, you know, I, I, I didn't really know how I was approaching the workshop. But, I, of course, all the stuff that I got from the certification after the, the – uh, all the um, information afterwards was fantastic because it gave me a really good guideline on how to. Is there anything else you'd like to share before we hop off here? Um, anything else I'd like to share? Well, I would just like to thank you, Anna, because you have transformed my life quite dramatically, actually, mm-hmm. in the last few years. Um, and I don't think if, I, if I'd come across you, you know, accidentally on the internet, I don't know that I would have gone ahead with um yoga teacher training or having yeah. the confidence to do that and then because I did you know I really did think that to be a yoga teacher you had to be like this you know wispy little thing right in yeah. a bikini on the beach in Bali you know mm-hmm. <laughs> right uh yeah I think yeah it, it has been very very transformative for me you know on on the mat and off the mat for sure well thank you for saying yeah. that I really appreciate that and more than that I'm just so glad that you are out there doing this teaching because clearly you are helping so many people and that's amazing. Oh, I love it. I really love it. (laughs) So thank you, Karen, for being with us. We will be sharing this with everybody, linking people in New Zealand to come check you out or people who are visiting and thanks everybody for listening. Oh, thank you. Bye. 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 All right. We are back. Um, I loved that conversation. My family's from New Zealand. So just listening to her talk makes me feel happy. (laughs) (laughs) So Curvy Collab this week, you know me, I bring the, um, the resources. Anna brings them for your mind. I bring them for your hair this week. So my, (laughs) if you know me, you know that I, uh, love dry shampoo that dry shampoo revolutionized my life probably about five or six years ago, meaning I didn't have to wash my hair every day. And, um, I have literally used every single dry shampoo on the planet. And I finally have like the Holy grail dry shampoo. And I know this because I've been using it now for over a year and it's my favorite and it's one of the cheapest. And Anna, you know, I would like change dry shampoos like months. I mean, I literally use a bottle of dry shampoo, a week. So I would switch <laughs> up all the time, but I have been using the Dove dry shampoo. I think it's the one for volume and fullness is what it says on the thing. They have like two or three different kinds for over a year. And it is my favorite. And occasionally I'll be like in a pinch and I'll stop in a store. I'll need some and they won't have it. And I'll buy another one. And I always end up going back to that one. So if you are a dry shampoo user or you're sick and tired of washing your hair all the time, um, and you have not tried the Dove one. It's one of the cheaper ones that I've used. If you're into like chemical-free stuff, this is probably not for you. I don't know what is in it. I just know that it works. 
<laughs> and I will give a testimony to this that Liz converted me to dry shampoo several years ago, and it also changed my life. Yes, I mean, not I. I really I have very like oily hair, and I I really I washed my hair every single day. Now I wash my hair. Um, this is, I'm going to say it out loud. Like I don't ever wash it. I definitely always go at least five days. Sometimes I will go seven, eight or nine. So, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> and my favorite trick with it is spray it at night before you go to bed and just kind of let it sit there all night. Don't shake it out like you would during the day. So just leave it in all night long. And it's just, I don't even know. I mean, Life change. The best. It's the best. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So we're going to move from that into our gratitude. So obviously, dry shampoo is on the list. Yeah. But <laughs> it's high. It's very high with? on the list. <laughs> <laughs> what oh, else do you have, Liz? Oh, what do I, for, for a resource? Oh, for gratitude. Sorry. This is my turn. Um, real life, people. <laughs> So I'm actually stealing Anna's. I know what Anna's gratitude is. And um, my gratitude is similar. So this last weekend, Anna had teachers in Portland. I had teachers in Nashville. And they came and shot videos for the Curvy Yoga Studio. And it was the most fun. It was so much fun. And some of them traveled like pretty decent distances to come. And we got to spend time together. And it was just sweet. It was like nice to catch up. Some of them knew each other, but some of them didn't know each other. So they were kind of getting to know each other for the first time. One of them was leaving on Sunday and she was like, we just spent three days together. Like now what do I do? And I was like, (laughs) I don't know. Like (laughs) what do we do with our lives when we don't just hang out with people that we love all day long (laughs) doing yoga? So it was really, I like needed it and didn't even know it. Yeah. Yeah. So mine is definitely the same. I'm so grateful we had seven teachers do this. And so they are going to have each three hours worth of video practices in Curvy Yoga Studio. And y'all, I tallied it up. It's 55-0 new videos That's coming your way crazy. in January. I know. That's usually how many we roll out probably in a year. Yes. Um, So we're going to do that in January. So if you are not already a member of Curvy Yoga Studio, our annual sale is coming around right around the corner into December, early January, and you'll be able to get access to all of those teachers' videos. And if you're already a member, surprise, you're going to get a bunch of new and cool stuff. Um, We're really excited to be bringing in some new voices uh, primarily other than my own. So, <laughs> Liz and I will still be doing new videos throughout the year, but we're giving you all of the teachers all at once. Yeah. So fun. I can't wait. Yeah. So thank you. If you're listening, teachers who participated, you're amazing. And we cannot wait to share. Yes. Yeah, so good. All right. So we are going to wrap it up and to wrap up, we will just take one deep breath together. So inhale, And exhale. The light in me honors the light in you. Namaste. Namaste.